Hello and thank you for tuning in to Sideline Story, your destination for sports news, analysis and discussions. I'm your host, Brandon Yates, and as always, I'm joined by my fantastic co-hosts, Yang Guang Tianyu. And Fuyu is finally back with us, and we are so glad to have her join us. We've got lots to get through uh, in this particular podcast. Of course, our focus is going to be on tennis. Being based in China, I think that tennis has been on the radar now for the mm. last two or three weeks because, of course, we've seen some incredible performances, starting off with Zhang Qinwen. And of course, she has now broken into the top 10 um, in the latest WTA rankings. Uh, for you, I'll start with you because we're so happy to have you back. Thanks. <laughs> do you think it's where she belongs now? At this point, do you think that she's up there with the best female tennis players in the world? And, you know, do you think it's also something that she could maintain? Yeah, I think based on Zhang Tianwen's performance, she should have reached the top 10 a long time ago, considering how far she's come in tennis. Um, although there are still many things that she needs to work on, mm. like her uh, mentality and mm. her serve, which I'll get into later in the podcast. And just maturity, oh. I guess. I mean, she's only, what, 21? 21. Yeah, so I think being in the top, what, I think she's seventh. Seven. Yeah. At 21 is pretty remarkable. Yeah, there are a lot of... Uh, I mean, before her, there are a lot of Chinese tennis yep. players who have all worked very hard, but no one has done so well um, at Zhong Tianwen's age. Mm. So and consistently, too. Yes, she's, yeah. uh, she's definitely showed us that she's got talent. And speaking of consistency, there's um, definitely a steady a steady improvement, like uh, what, from when Zhong Tianwen first made a name for herself at the French Open in 2022. Um, she's, I think she's since made a, um, there's a very clear path of involvement that mm. I've seen, like after the French Open, if I'm not mistaken, she's uh, made breakthroughs at the Australian Open in the following year. Mm -hmm. And she also won her first WTA title yeah. and captured the gold medal at the Hangzhou Asian Games. Even from then, I've seen an improvement. I think at the Asian Games, I don't know if she was tired or, or holding something back, but it just seemed like she wasn't at her peak um, at the at the Asian Games, Yang Wang, I don't know if you agree, but it just seemed, I don't know if, she, maybe it was a pressure thing being on home soil, but since then, I, I, she, I, I think she's remarkably improved within, you know, the couple of months that it's been since the Asian Games, and we've seen that. I think, you know, uh, of course, I think her biggest break onto the global stage was probably her performances at the US Open. Mm. I think that's where she really caught the world's attention, but now, of course, at the, at the Australian Open, I think she's firmly uh, in the minds of uh, all global tennis fans, right? Yeah, and I think she came into the sport really strong, like defeating Simona Halep yeah. is quite a big deal. And, and it's only the beginning for her. So I think she definitely um, deserves to be in the world's top 10. And there's no doubt that she is the top women's player in China. Mm. Yang Guang, do you think she is where she deserves to be right now? Um, to be honest, I think it's a little bit, too soon uh, for Jun Qingwen because uh, for a 21-year-old, mm. high rankings also bring about pressure. Mm -hmm. um, it's extra burden for her. But I do think Joan deserves to be around top 10 now. Um, her capabilities match this position. Yeah. When facing lower-ranked players at the Australian Open, uh, Jun Qingwen showed her consistency and the dominance, um, dispatching some qualifiers with stable and reliable performances, which I think she did she didn't quite 
display last year.、Mm-hmm. Uh, she's now qualified to say, "Okay,、um, don't worry about too many upsets from me. For most of the time, I can secure victories against those underdogs." That's、um, a criteria, I think, or a threshold、uh, of being a top ten player. Yeah, you're you're expected to generally win. When you're playing people that are ranked lower than you,、mm-hmm. no matter their experience or what they've done in the past, or if they, you know, in top form, I generally find that those players that are in the top ten, while it's a privilege to be in the top ten, I think it's also like a target on your back because now players that are coming up in the system will want to beat top ten players.、Mm-hmm. Even when Zheng Qingwen、um, didn't deliver her best game, he still she still survived some of the those matches against the qualifiers. Uh, of course, Zheng Qingwen was kind of lucky.、Uh, I have to say because many CD players crashed very early in her half of the draw、mm. in Melbourne. Iga Swiatek, Victoria Azarenka, Elena Rabakina. Yeah, yeah. Like the opponents that she faced on her way to the final. I mean, I hadn't heard of any any of them.、Mm, me neither.、Um, Zheng became the only CD player of her of her half in the quarterfinals already. So that may make some people. Raise eyebrows、uh, towards her ranking now because she didn't win heads to heads against other seeds、um, in Australia. But I think Joan is now capable of defeating any player ranked around like t- top twenty or even top ten. Her、mm. forehand is absolutely world class.、Um, her serve got improved tremendously. I mean, she hit the most number of aces、yeah. in Australia with fifty four. Twice the number of Arena Sabalenka, who hit the second most. But then, what happened in the final? <laughs> we'll get to that soon. <laughs> yeah, I think James' weapons are, are powerful enough、um, yeah. to establish advantage against the most top twenty players. But there's a lot of good elements to、um, to work from. So I think like there's obviously the mental side of things and experience that、mm-hmm. needs to be experienced, I guess, from her side. But there's also There's great tools in her arsenal that I think she naturally has that can really develop her into a really consistent world class. Yeah, and a couple those some of the ones you mentioned I think are, are critical.、Mm-hmm. But、um, meantime, the gap with the best ones,、um, Shvantec, Sabalenka,、mm-hmm. even Coco Gauff is still there. I would say Jones' level now allows her to be around top ten, but、uh, she's not quite ready to reach top five. When we look at players that are in the top five,、um, Tianyu.、Uh, They deliver consistent performances. They, you know, when they get to the final, they generally are playing at their peak. It doesn't seem like the occasion gets to them mentally. Sometimes they may lose, but they generally do lose to an opponent that is either a superior tennis player or is just playing better on the day. Zhang Chenwen, I guess, in the Australian Open final,、um, look heavy underdog against Arena、mm-hmm. Sabalenka,、mm-hmm. um, but I still don't think she fired on all cylinders. I don't know. I think there were a lot of double faults. A lot of unforced errors, yeah, and she、yeah. just seemed a bit overwhelmed with the occasion. Whereas when Sabalenka stepped onto the court, it looked like it was her home. It looked、mm. like she owned that court,、mm. um, and I guess that comes with experience or confidence. I'm not really sure what it was, or just expecting to get to that final.、Mm. Um, whereas you know, Junction, when as we've mentioned, clearly has the abilities to compete with these athletes. But what can she do to improve her game? And consistently beat players that are in the top ten or even in the top five. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I think there are still many things that she needs to work on to to win a majors title.、Uh, yeah,、uh, Yang Wang said,、uh, as Yang Wang said, he's she's already made a lot of improvements、uh, coming to this year's 
uh, Australian Open final. He, her serving has really come a long way compared with last year. 54 aces for the whole tournament. That was insane. And as always, her forehand is still the strongest weapon in her arsenal. But then uh, what happened in the yeah. final? Like, I know we've talked about these <laughs> yeah. amazing weapons that she had, but I'm sorry, they, she did she might have these amazing weapons, but there were no bullets in the final. Yeah, but so she she walked onto the court with bazookas, but no ammunition. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just remember every time looking up, generally if something happened or if Sabalenka got a point, it seemed a lot of them were from unforced errors. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's that's my point. What, what comes first for her to improve is her mentality. Mm. She, she seemed to be... A lot nervous coming to the final. She's, Understandably so. I mean, yeah. you know, as journalists, we are supposed to be harsh and we're supposed to analyze things mm-hmm. and not take into account someone's lack of experience or age. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it seems very harsh to be saying these things about a 21-year-old. But yeah. I mean, you know, if, you, if you're playing at this level and you're on that stage... Yeah, then you should take that pressure. Absolutely. Yeah. She's the kind of player that who prefers slow-paced matches that allow her more time to set up her strokes. Uh, but at, at the start of the first set... She seemed to be uh, to have been completely overwhelmed by Sabalenka's unwavering power, and, yeah. and uh, she was unable to handle the powerful serves. That was one thing that that stood out for me was Sabalenka's power. She really yeah. does see. I mean, she doesn't look. You know, she's not a a huge physical specimen like uh, one of the Williams sisters or anything like that. Mm. But she does seem to generate a lot of power, yeah. and she just has like this uh, aura on the court where she just seems like a dominant player. And I think yeah. that can be very intimidating for her opponents. I just look at how the way she serves. I doubt mm. if Djokovic could take all of the <laughs> serves that she's delivered. <laughs> and yeah, and, and after in, in, still talking about the final, after the second set, the, the pressure on Zheng Qingwen could be clearly seen in her yeah. three double faults and all those unforced errors. Mm. I tend to make her even more nervous. At that level, you can't. I mean, yeah. you know, going down to a better player or not being able to reach certain mm. shots or, mm. you know, failing to return serves, that's one thing. But mm. to, you know, have three double faults and, you know, countless unforced mm. errors, particularly on strokes that you're supposedly very strong with. Mm. Um, yeah, I think a lot of questions need to be asked. Not necessarily, I mean, look of her as well, but I also think that her team probably need to sit down and think like, look, we had this incredible opportunity. Mm. Um, it may not come again anytime soon. Hopefully it does. But um, where did we go wrong and what can we do to make sure that if we do get there again, either in six months or six years, to make sure that we grab that opportunity as best as possible? Mm. Because like, you know, I know I'm going off on a tangent here, but like losing a final is is one thing against a player that's better than you. But to have that many self-inflicted problems or, you know, unforced errors at, at, in a final, it's just, you know, I, I think it's inexcusable, no, no matter how in, inexperienced you are or how um, stressed you are. Yeah, but just look at the bright side. I think uh, Zheng Qingwen has shown her resilience yeah. uh, mm. by saving four champion points That's near true. the end of the game. Yeah, but yeah, yeah there, she, was, there was a very good push for her mm. at, fr- from her at the end, right? Yeah, Where yeah. Um, she, I don't even think it was, it was necessarily Sabalenka mm. uh, being uh, nervous about getting to that championship points. I mm. just think, like you said, Zhang Chenwen really yeah, showed... She saved um, herself. No, I, I think she just um, didn't give up mm. and showed real yeah. resilience, yeah. like you said, which yeah. I think is very impressive. Yeah, and, but yeah, she's... Like you said, she needs to... Really needs to improve her ability to stay calm and make, you know, maybe quicker adjustments to the game when playing as an underdog. Mm. And I think the best way to make such improvements maybe is still to collect experience through uh, 
as much as playing against those established top players like Sabalenka. Actually, she hasn't faced a single seeded player on her way to the final, like Yang Guang said.、Mm. Uh, while Sabalenka, on the other hand, is on a 13 game winning streak and knocked out Coco Gauff in her semi final. Yeah. And, and she still, and she didn't seem tired or、yeah. um, fatigued at yeah. all in that final.、Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. What an amazing athlete. Yeah. And just like Sabalenka said herself,、uh, she cited her, cited her loss in the US Open final to Gauff. After、uh, leading by a set, as an important lesson for her, she said that loss,、uh, that loss, motivated her so much to work even harder and to improve her game. So next time she's playing in the final, she was more confident and had more self belief. You see how important、yeah. it is to learn from failures. Yeah. So hopefully Zhang Chenwen is also aware of that and、yeah. saw how it improved Sabalenka's game. Yeah. So I guess the loss to Sabalenka can also serve as a good lesson to Zhang Chenwen. Yeah. So she can. Mull over where she could improve and can come to those these kind of decisive games as a better and more poised player. For you, will we see Zhang Chenwen reaching these levels again this year or any time soon? And do you think we might see an improved performance from her at future Grand Slams? I think she will continue to、uh, improve, but I don't think it'll happen so soon that、uh, we'll see her in another final or. Um, even for her to win a Grand Slam event, actually Tianyu just made some very solid points.、Um, in this final, in the Australian Open, in particular, Zhang Qiwen looked looked like she wanted it too much、mm. against Sabalenka, and I can see why、um, her like her serve and actually her receive is one of the things that she needs to work、mm. on. I'm not so like you know when I was studying their body languages, I think that it was clear that they both obviously wanted to win that match, but there was something. So I think the 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 desire was there equally from both of them,、mm. but there just seemed to be this vibe from Sabalenka.、Mm. Once she stood on that court, before a ball was hit, she was like. I'm winning this game, <laughs> whereas I think Zhang Chenwen was incredibly nervous. Yeah, yeah. Of course, when you're in that position, when you're finalist,、um, anyone has the chance to has the right to dream about winning the tournament. But、um, previously at the Australian Open,、uh, Zhang Chenwen said that she had the opportunity to. Speak with Lina face to face,、mm. and just a quick backgrounder. Lina's the first、mm. Chinese tennis player to win a Grand Slam event. Yeah, that was、She、at won- this year's Australian Open, right? I saw some video footage of that、mm. where、um, yeah, yeah, I think the, I think I- the broadcasting team surprised her、um, and yeah, brought yeah. Lina out. That was a lovely moment. Yeah, yeah, and Lina and so Zhang Qiwen had the、mm. time to chat、yeah. during this year's Australian Open. That was Open. great.、Yeah. And Zhang said that one piece of of advice that Lina offered her was to just to play. Play her tennis and、mm, not to not think, to think about yeah,、mm. t- not to think about. It's easier said、else. than done, man. Like、yeah. oh, it's, yeah, a, she, it's it's so you know the mental side of things. I mean, particularly when you're. Tw- I mean, I was a mess when I was. Tw- I'm still a mess, but I mean, when I was 21, you know, trying to keep yourself together in important moments,、um, and facing nowhere near the amount of pressure that Zhang Chenwen was facing, you know, so. It's it's going it's going to be a tough road for her, I think. Yeah. Also, there was a lot of pressure. So much.、Um, yeah. Zhang Qiwen actually apologized to her supporters. Oh.、Uh, so I think there was more pressure that she was facing than we thought. Yeah. It's And, so hard. But, to be fair, as well, it was her first time in a Grand Slam final, right? So I think you can prepare as much as you possibly can, but you 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 can't prepare for how you're going to feel. 
when you step out onto that court and you just see, you know, thousands of people at the court and millions, you know, millions, possibly even billions of people watching at home. I mean, for a 21-year-old girl, like, you know, we, she's, a, I mean, we see her as the superstar, but I mean, she's like, she was a, a child three years ago, or what, you know, whatever it is, you know, so it's just, it's, it's, it's so much pressure on someone, no matter how talented or gifted or mentally strong they are. I mean, that moment is just incredible yeah but this losing the final is not the end of the world let's yeah. not forget that the hard court is not even her favorite surface mm -hmm. so we can only yeah. imagine what she can do when we get to the clay season absolutely and, yeah. absolutely so definitely a lot to expect <clears throat> from Zhong Tiwen in the future Yang Kuang let's take it to the the men's side of course we saw Yannick Sinner also just deliver a Herculean performance in that final you know battling Daniel Medvedev from two sets down and going on to win would you call, I mean, this is ironic because Sinner himself is quite a, a large man, but um, would you call him a giant killer? Or do you think that he, um, you know, is potentially one of the next gen giants of the game? And what do you make of the status of the men's game right now when we look at players that aren't, you know, Djokovic, Nadal, Federer, etc.? Um, I mean, Sinner is definitely one of the tennis giants in the men's game now. Literally. Um, he took the ATP. <laughs> Pun intended. Yeah. He took the ATP Most Improved Player Award last year, um, especially in the latter half of the season. He was just phenomenal. I think he started to pick up his form from the China Open. Um, at Wimbledon semi-final, he was still a man in the shadow of Novak Djokovic. Mm. Um, but after that, it was like there's an um, evolvement of his game. Uh, he became more confident, more important, more importantly focused. Again, we see the importance of the mental side, right? Yeah. It's so critical. I think particularly in these um, solo sports, mm. you know, as opposed to like rugby or football or whatever yeah. it may be, that, that element can really shape yeah. someone's career. Yeah. Um, I have to say in 2022, I saw Sina complain a lot um, on the courts, especially after some, some bad points yeah. or he was um, not gaining the momentum. Um, he complained a lot to his um, te team, <laughs> to his supporters. Um, it's like it's like um, he was fighting himself um, instead of his opponents. But last year, after the China Open, he seemed to he seemed to me more calm and concentrated. I think the Australian Open was the highest point of his um, climbing since last year, but certainly not the peak yet. I think Sinner should be one of the new big four now. Um, Djokovic. Carlos Alcaraz, Daniel Medvedev, and him. Uh, just yeah, as... I'd agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> no, like I was trying to think of anybody else that could potentially be on that list, and I think I think that's a good top four for the time being. Mm. Yeah. Just uh, just as the, um, um, how they stand in the ATP rankings now, uh, when they face each other now, there's no guarantee that no one that is that. One is the absolute yeah. um, favorite. Well, we thought there was, and then Djokovic really <laughs> um, disappointed at the Australian Open. Yeah, and anyone can lose to the rest of the three. Yeah. Um, that means the era of Djokovic's dominance, I think, is over. Mm, and, and, on the uh, decline. I don't know if it's uh, over. It's definitely on a downward trend, but... I think if Djokovic somehow listens to this, you know, because we know that <laughs> we, we know that he likes to be um, he, he likes to be not insulted, but he likes to kind of uh, hear negativity to fuel his best performances. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so I think that I would be very surprised if Djokovic didn't bounce back from this upset. Uh, already and, and, yeah, but yeah, I guess the total dominance. I think that's mm. what you mean, right? Where like there's just no, there's no competitors. Yeah. That's at least uh, at least it's a, it's the beginning of um, yeah. of the the next ending gen. of his dominance. Right. Okay. Um, and uh, maybe after Djokovic's retirement and uh, as Medvedev ages uh, in the future, we would see the two players tennis, Urquiz against the Sinner. Is there a big age gap between Medvedev and, and Sinner? I think there is. Medvedev is 28 now. Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't realize. Still I, I, still, mm. I still think of a lot of these guys coming through, inverted commas, yeah. as being so young. But I mean, Medvedev has been around for a while. Yeah. So I guess he hasn't really reached the heights that people Peak. thought he would. But, that, but then again, I don't think a lot of people were expecting the likes of uh, Djokovic to carry on their dominance for as long as they did. Mm. But someone, I think Sinner is 22. 22. Yeah. So he's got the potential to lead that next gen of players. Mm. So yeah, maybe Sinner is the one to, or one of the few to uh, to take up that that mantle along with uh, Carlos Alcaraz. What do you think, Tianyu? Uh At the moment, I would still call Sinner a giant killer, but yeah, but quite a, quite an impressive one. You know, that that the, the Australian Open champion was really a well-deserved t- title for Sinner as he beat three top five players on his way to the champion. Mm. Andrei Rublev, Djokovic, and um, Medvedev, mm-hmm. and, and the way that he beat them, yeah, he came from he just, two sets down. Yeah, cr- crashed all the all of them, and yeah, and he only dropped three sets during this entire journey on the tournament. That was really something. Yeah, uh, I, I'm I'm quite surprised to actually to be at at his achievement beating Novak Djokovic on the Grand Slam tournament. Tournament was already already something to brag about for the rest of a player's life. Not to mention winning a major title with such a perfect record. But again, when it comes to becoming a new giant in tennis. I think there is still a question mark hanging around him. Uh, you know, winning a Grand Slam means he's incredibly talented and he is at his best forms right, for right now. But to sustain that form and to keep yep. on winning more <clears throat> titles will be extremely difficult. As long I don't as know if we'll ever Djokovic see the consistency here. that we saw from Djokovic, yeah. uh, Nadal, uh, and Federer. That's the thing. Like, you know, we get these guys that come along and win the occasional Grand Slam, mm. but are we ever going to see dominance like that again? Yeah. I'm not so sure. Yeah, I think, yeah, he beat uh, Yannick Sinner. He beat uh, Djokovic. That was like half the man he used to be. <laughs> and just like Djokovic said himself after Maybe there's a shadow lost. hanging over him. Yeah. Oh, I believe <laughs> in yesterday. <laughs> Djokovic himself was shocked with his level in a bad way. And uh, the, the, the loss is one of the worst Grand Slam matches he has ever played. Yeah. And I think the loss can serve as a wake-up call for Djokovic uh, to create history by winning more Grand Slam titles. Now he's faced with another young opponent other than Carlos Alcaraz. And uh, even though he was completely outplayed by Sinner in the semifinal, I think Djokovic will still be able to rise again and win another or more majors titles. Well, let's end with Djokovic. Uh, for you, is Djokovic going to win another Grand Slam this year? Uh, yeah, I think so. He's still got it. Although, mm. like Yang Guang said, is the maybe the beginning of the end for his dominance. Mm. Um, he's still like this towering figure for this young generation. Yeah. Of, mm. Players, um, but it's really refreshing to see that the millennials, including mm. Yannick Sinner and Zheng Qinwen, taking over the sport. Yeah, it's nice to see some prospects coming through, which is great. Tianyu Djokovic is he going to win another Grand Slam, maybe an Olympic title? Definitely. I yeah, think, yeah. I think he he has the ability to come back again as a better and more uh, to show us at least a better form mm. at the at the, at 
uh, at another tournament. He seems to use adversity better than most. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, people should keep that in mind as well when we're looking at the rest of the calendar for the year. Mm-hmm. Yang Guang? Um, I think for the 2024 season, uh, he can still win one, two at most. Mm. Um, as a Djokovic fan, seeing him lose like that against the Cena was heartbreaking. Yeah, it was a bit of a shock. Too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not creating a single break point mm. throughout the match. Um, maybe age is faster than we think, um, <laughs> but um, I, I still believe he can pick up from there. Yeah. And Wimbledon should be, be the best place to win another mm. major. But I, I highly doubt if he can win all the rest of three Grand Slams this year. The generation has shifted, or at least is beginning to shift. Uh, as I said, any encounter against the rest of the big four now would be 50-50. Mm. Uh, Djokovic needs to accept that. Um, plus, I think Djokovic should pay extra focus on the Olympics, as you said, yes. which he has never won before. So, so to some extent, it's even more significant for Djokovic this year. Yeah, so definitely a great start to the calendar year in terms of Grand Slams, and uh, particularly for you know Chinese tennis players in particular, of course, you know with the focus on Zhang Chinwen. And I think there's a lot to look forward to as the year progresses in terms of Grand Slams and of course that Olympic Games in Paris but that is all we have time for on this week's episode of Sideline Story thank you so much for joining us and of course we will be back next week with our latest topic and we'll see you then 